This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Without further ado. That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. I'm going to leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Trade season is upon us, and we are here for the Wednesday workshop. Every Tuesday at 7 Eastern, we break down the Wednesday slate with the lines hot out the oven with professional better Raheem Palmer. You can find him on Twitter at DJR to the Dizza. Raheem, how are you? You don't have to laugh every time I say your Twitter handle. Like, you don't have to laugh, like, every single time. Like, you can pretend... Like I have the authority to pronounce your name on Twitter and not, you know, it's it's hilarious because I spent so much of last night thinking about what I'm going to change my Twitter name to. And I finally got it. So I'm, I'm working it out right now. And I just want to make sure I keep my verified tag. So this will probably be one of the last episodes you'll have to hear Matt saying DJ R to the Dizza, even though it's DJ R to the is a man. I've got that wrong like every week and you've never corrected me. That is the most Raheem thing imaginable. So you guys, if you want to follow Raheem, you can the Action Network app, which is the best way to track your picks, get the best information on where the betting is is at, where the lines are coming in, the money, analysis, futures, all sorts of stuff, including trade analysis and how to bet it. After every major trade, I'm doing a breakdown. I've got trade analysis up on the Cavaliers picking up Karis LeVert. I've got one in on the Pelicans deal for CJ McCollum today, and I'll be filing one on the Kings WTF trade that they pulled off today. Before we do lines, we're going to do this like 30 seconds because this show is about the bets. But Raheem, let's just put it this way. Do you upgrade the Pelicans now that they got CJ McCollum? I think you do have to make a minor upgrade, but I don't really like the backcourt between CJ McCollum and, and Graham. But I mean, like when you add a better guard to your lineup, you can't not upgrade. So at the end of the day, it's like you can't judge everything on is this team going to win a championship or not? (laughs) Yeah, well, I think what's going to be interesting to watch is if they get Zion back, they can run CJ Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion, JV. That lineup I'm interested in. Like that's a lineup Mm -hmm. that I'm like, okay, all right. They might be undervalued in the market. Like that one I'm kind of interested in, but uh, we will have to wait a while to see that. Portland's still talking about making moves. They're in talks for Jeremy Grant, along with I know about six other teams that are in conversations for Grant. Uh, Still don't know if that's going to happen or not. It's really up in the air whether or not Detroit decides to move on from him. It would be very hard for them, given the relationship between Grant and Troy Weaver. I'll have more of an update on that in the morning Intel report tomorrow on Action Network. That's Wednesday when you're listening to this. So the same morning you're hearing this, uh, you can check it out in your podcast feed. Meanwhile, the Kings, oh, oh, oh boy, Kings. So my Indiana Pacers, uh, to make the playoffs bet that I took the second week of the season, I don't think that one's going to work out, Raheem. I think I'm going to go ahead and have to mark that one uh, as a loss. As Demonis Sabonis goes to Sacramento, they trade Tyrese Halliburton 
They trade Tristan Thompson, a backup big in a market where everyone wants a backup big. I heard two more teams today that want a backup big. Uh, and Buddy Heald, verified shooter, when teams are always looking for shooters, in exchange for Demonis Sabonis. The Kings, hey, man, anytime that you're 20 and 35 and can go all in on an expensive player who wanted out, you got to do it, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm in a group chat with like an executive from the Sacramento Kings. Okay. And I don't think I even recognized that he was in the group chat. And I'm trashing the trade. And I'm like, why would you trade Halliburton? And then I'm trashing the fact that they traded for a guy in Justin Holiday who's unvaccinated and he might not be able to play. And then somebody hits me on the side. You do know this guy's in our chat. And I'm like, oh. Oh, Fuck. no. Oh, <laughs> I felt so bad. I had to apologize. That's awkward. Uh, but still, you're not wrong. It may have been rude, but you're not wrong. Because God, Kings, it's not that trading for an all-star is bad. Trading for an all-star is good. Trading Tyrese Halliburton when you're 20 and 35 to move for a win-now move is very, very Kings. Um, one more analysis on the trades of the Action Network, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it on Friday on the Happy Hour with Brandon Anderson. Let's get to the bets because that's what this show is about. Raheem, give me your first best bet for Wednesday night. I'm going to go with the under 207 in Oklahoma City Thunder versus Toronto Raptors game. Look, when you look at the Thunder, worst offense in the league, 103 points per one to possessions, no shot, Gilgis Alexander. They're even worse with him off the floor. 6.9 points per one to possessions, worse with him off the floor. And they're playing a Raptors team, which is just totally locked in with all that length. OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, even Fred Van Vliet. He's one of the better defensive-minded point guards. They're holding teams to 108 points per 100 possessions over the last two weeks. That's fifth among NBA teams. And when you look at the Raptors, I know they're rolling offensively, but this Oklahoma City Thunder team, they've been solid defensively. And they've actually been second in defensive rate in the last couple of weeks. And when you look at the pace, the Raptors are just 26th in pace, 25th in offensive length of possession, and 28th in defensive length of possession. I think one of the things you'll find out when you actually dig under the hood is the Thunder, even though they like to push the pace, they're not good in transition. They're not good in a half court. I think my model makes this 205, so I'm going under 207. Yeah, I've got it even lower than that. I'm, uh, I got this popping at a crisp 196. Uh, on the old model there, including a 92.3 expected points for Oklahoma City. So let me ask you this. Um, You typically like to keep it simple. You don't mess around a lot. But I want to ask you, when OKC loses and they can't generate offense and their defense can't get set because they can't score, games can get away from them in a hurry. Is it better to take the team total here or the, the combined total. Cause like I'm looking at what's going to be if we, the number's not out yet, but just doing some quick math. 207 um, with Raptors favored by nine, right? So we're looking at 99 team total. Do you want to take the combined total and give yourself a little bit of that extra out? Or do you want to just focus in on the Thunder? Because that's really your cap here, right? Is you're capping that the Raptors defense is going to shut down a bad OKC offense. Yeah, I, I like both. And I think in this situation where I think one where I think one offense is just so bad, it's going to drag the total under. I like to play both just to give myself that margin for error. Because I, I, I would hate for the game to go under. And then 
you have Oklahoma City go out there and score 101, and then the Raptors score 104 or something like that. So right. I typically like to play both. Yeah, I can go with you on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm going to have to decide whether I want to combine. I'm just worried because at mm-hmm. 207, if the Raptors put up 112, yeah. I think you might be in like a little bit of trouble, right? Like that's a concern. That is a concern, like, but I do think Oklahoma City, they've been playing good defense. So that's part of the yeah. cap as well, especially if Dora is playing. Okay. Okay. Give me a, give me, I don't need your units on this, but give me your rating on this. Like if I get, if, if, if it was like a five-star rating on this, how many stars would you use? It's weird for me, but I tend to jump between like one, two, and three. Okay. So this is probably just a, like one is just a standard bet for me. Yeah. It's just one unit standard. Like right. I'm trying to hit singles. It's each your own. Whereas just like, for me, if I have like a big bet, like, and I know it's a different sport, but for me, a bet that I was really strong about the last three weeks, I kept playing the San Francisco 49ers for as much money as I could get down. Sure. So that's like a three. That's like a three. Right. Yeah. Right. Like your Bengals this weekend is going to be a three, right? I said, no, nah, it's not, not going to be a three. That's probably no, you're so gonna, confident though. You're so confident. They're going to win that game. I, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm more so confident in it and them covering the spread. I think that'll, that'll be actually be a one or two. Like that won't be, like anything crazy. All right. Give me your second best bet for Wednesday in the NBA. My second best bet is the Los Angeles Lakers. We actually took this last week against the Portland Trailblazers. I believe that they were laying three and a half. And now they trade their whole roster and they're only two points worse. And you get LeBron James back. I hate the queue of the like the, the South Park meme where they, they ran like the Chewbacca defense. <laughs> right. I, but it just doesn't make sense. Ladies and gentlemen of this supposed jury, it does not make sense. If Chewbacca lives on indoor, you must acquit the defense rest. You're telling me that Norman Powell, CJ McCollum, and then you add LeBron James, even on a back-to-back, is only worth two points. I'm not buying it. Like, I'm, I'm not buying it at all. Like, this Blazers team, to me, I think the Lakers can just beat them just based on athleticism. And last week, to me, it felt like they dominated them. I mean, when you look at the fact that the Blazers are 24th in opponent field goal shooting at the rim, that's an area where the Lakers, they shoot the second highest frequency of attempts. They should be able to get to the rim at will. You look at the Blazers, they struggle in transition. That's where the Lakers actually actually dominate. The Blazers are 30th in half-court um, defense. The Lakers should be able to score whatever they want. And I just don't think the, the Blazers are going to be able to keep up with all offensively. No Norman Powell, no C.J. McCollum. We know Nasir Little was out. So you're, you're basically relying on Anthony Simons. I know they're going to have Ben Mclemore step in. He can hit the three, but and, – and, and Nurkic. We don't like that. We don't like Nurkic. As you said last week, you, you don't like Nurkic going up against Anthony Davis. So nope. I think this is an easy one, and I yeah. think this line is going to go up. Yeah, I've got this eight and a half on matchup. On power rating, I've got 3.3, but that's like basically all I got to do to get to five and a half is, all right, um, let's take off. Because like the model has run without Dame enough for this season. I'm willing to like dock it like a half point, right? It's like mm-hmm. a half point for Dame. And then basically two points for Cove, Powell, and CJ. Like those three, I think, are worth two points of the spread based off of the previous season like numbers. So that gets me easily over five and a half. So, yeah, I'm with you here on Lakers minus five and a half. I'll probably play that as well. Um, one I want to run by you was the San Antonio Spurs are taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I've lost some money on the Spurs lately. My model continues to like them. They're inconsistent, and it's driving me a little crazy. On matchup, 
I've got this. The Cavs are minus five and a half in this game at home versus the Spurs. Um, Spurs are on three plus rest. Cavs are on two plus rest. Cavs are going to have Levert. He's in town. He should play tomorrow, but don't know how much. There's no like loss, right? With the Cavs, they gave up Ricky Rubio, who's already out. Um, I've got this, like I said, Spurs minus, or I've got this Cavs minus 1.4. And on on power rating, it's obviously higher because it's for the full season, but the Cavs kind of fully healthy. But here's the, the big key here is that Darius Garland's still questionable. And uh, I took Cavs last week on this show versus the Rockets. And just without Garland, they are just not the same squad. And Garland's in and out. And it's basically, if Garland's in, their lines are so tight. Like they don't get, they're not big favorites in any of these matchups. If Garland's in, I throw them in the three-way parlay on money line. And it's been working out great for me. Just take the Cavs mm-hmm. on the money line if Garland plays. If they're favored. If Garland's out though, I like San Antonio plus five and a half. I think San Antonio could score on this team. Now, mm-hmm. this is trade season, right? So we've got concerns in terms of Yaka Pertle is like on the block. Like there are teams that are itching for Yaka Pertle. And so, yeah. you know, he might be out. I don't expect the Cavs to do anything else. Like I think they're set. Levert, I think, gives them a bump. But even then, if Garland's out, I want the five and a half of San Antonio. I agree with that. And I, I, I just think the, the Cavs has, they have such a problem scoring right now. And, I don't know how you can even trust the late points with this team, even though their defense is so good. And I, like, I mean, we saw it against the Houston Rockets. They, they just couldn't keep up with the Rockets offense. You've got a team that's 18th in offensive rating over the last couple of weeks. And it's a matter of how much do you think Karis LeVert adds to that offensively and right. how much do you, cause I also think he takes away what he adds offensively on the defensive. So I kind of agree with you on this one. I think the five and a half is a little bit too much. So WinBet, which is where we're getting lines from, because they thankfully put up odds early for us. Thank you, WinBet. Um, I have to ask you about this one. I don't think either of us are going to play it. I want to talk to you about it because of how weird it is. The Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert just got ruled out. Line is still up. It is still Jazz minus two and a half. Why is this Jazz minus two and a half if Rudy's out? Yeah, this is this is a really weird one. When you look at the when you look at the Warriors, Clay Thompson isn't going to be in this game. Belita is not going to be playing as well. It looks like Andre Iguodala is a little banged up. So you got two banged up teams coming in here, and to me, I think this game should be a pick'em. So I'm not quite understanding where you're getting two and a half from in this matchup, especially with without. Gobert, who is the catalyst for their defense. We know they struggle to defend. And when you look at this Jazz team, they're missing Joe Ingles. It's a, it's a very weird game, and I think the odds makers might be trying to tell us that maybe this Jazz team is going on a little run. So power rating, my power rating likes the Jazz a lot here, and it's at home, so you get the bump on that. So I've got the Jazz, I've got it as a pick on power rating. On matchup, I've got it Jazz plus five and a half. So I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting uh, eight points of value here. For full season, mm-hmm. even if I take off four points, which is a lot for Draymond, right? Even if I take that off, I'm still walking out with EV on this. Let me ask you this. No, I can't do it. Cause I was like, well, you know, if the Warriors just punt this game and they were like, hey, you know, we're just going to give up on that. Like, we're just going to give this game up. Maybe Steph's going to rest, whatever. And the line grows without Gobert. This, like, this Jazz team was down last night to the Knicks. Like, yeah. they were down. 
to the Knicks in the second half. And they wound up and covered, which I said a lot more about the Knicks than it did the Jazz to me. Because well, it, it says a, a lot collapse. about the Knicks. It says a lot about the Knicks fouling down eight with 12 seconds left. Just I was I mean, they were down with three minutes to go. It was 197. And then <laughs> they just kept turning the ball over. Like I've never seen anything like it. There was there were some beats last night. Like there yeah. were just some some bad beats last night. And uh the horn <laughs> there's there's several. Like, the Suns beat was particularly brutal. Thanks, Malcolm Hill. Um, but anyway, so if Steph plays, I think I'm probably gonna play Warriors money line. I might just go light on it, right? Just yeah. like hey, I don't think the Jazz should be favored. If Steph's playing, if Steph Wiggins and Porter, let's say, are playing, even without like, I don't want to dock the war. I don't understand why you would dock the Warriors for Clay, right? Yeah, like, you're not, I mean, not not necessarily docking them for Clay, but you're docking them for Clay, Belitza, and Iggy. Does that hurt like, their bench enough? But like three of those guys, like none of those guys have played mm. like consistently. Yeah, that's true. Right. So I want to look this up real quick while we're while we're doing this. I do think this game is really, I mean, it's the most interesting game on the slate. Right? You know so what? And you know, and when I think about it, the Warriors already beat the Jazz, who already in that the last time they played, the Warriors beat the Jazz 94-92. Gobert was playing, Engle was playing. The Jazz had a full strength lineup. And the Warriors didn't have, they didn't have Clay, they didn't have Draymond, they didn't have Iggy. It's not making sense. Even from a number standpoint, right? Like Iguodala's played 26 games this season. Clay's played 12. All right, yeah. BLE's has played 49. Okay. But he averages 15 minutes a game. And their rotation is pretty like here, here's the guys that they will likely have. Kevon Looney, JTA, uh, Mitten, Wiggins, Poole, maybe Porter, Kaminga, who's been really good lately, and Steph. Do I think that that is a better team than the Jazz without Gobert? Probably, right? But yeah. but this line is just begging. They're begging us to take the Warriors. Like they're begging us. Like they're just saying, "Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, we hung a bad line. Go ahead. Oh well, I guess we're just gonna get killed on this game." But you know what? The the interesting thing is that the last time these two teams played, Golden State was minus two like, in the so game with no Draymond. Yeah, with no Draymond. I pick, and so now. No Draymond and Gobert was in the right. line. So, so now you move it. So now you move it the, the four points basically. You take off two for home court, you add two to the Jazz home court, and you come out with the four. Right? You get the four point move. So you yeah. that's how you wind up with Jazz minus two. I can't I can't get there. Like yeah, I'm not getting there either. I, I think I the, the, the Warriors might be to play it in this situation. Like if you're gonna play it, you have to play Warriors. Like there's no play on the Jazz here whatsoever. There's yeah. there's no value, I don't think, on the Jazz. Um all right, I think we got a good slate here. So Raheem mm-hmm. likes the Raptors Thunder under 207. Yeah. He likes the Lakers minus five and a half at Portland. Both teams on back to back. I like Spurs plus five and a half if Darius Garland does not play. And I'm going to take the Warriors on the money line. No parlay this week. Don't have a don't well, no. Uh Lakers. Ooh, God. I'm going to put the Wolves at the Kings. In a third and four back to back, Raheem, and I'm going to hate myself when it loses. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, Saponis is probably not going to play tomorrow. No, he's he will not hurt. play. There's no way he's going to clear. Yeah, by then. I, I think Minnesota wins that game. And no, no Fox. 
No Fox, no, no Hill. No Tyrese. Yeah, I think Minnesota, they probably even cover that game. Yeah. So just, uh, yeah, I'll have, it'll be Minnesota, LA, Golden State in the parlay. That'll be the parlay for this week. Yeah, you mentioned something before we got on air about you wanted to see where the Hornets over-unders were without Hayward. I'm interested in that, too, because the Bulls' defense has truly, truly been struggling. I think one of the, the games I've been looking at was that over. I think you have two really, really bad defenses. The Hornets play the Bulls over-unders 234. So I'm interested in you – know, I may do some research on that tonight, and we may have something for the full slate breakdown or best best tomorrow just because I think the, the last two weeks the Bulls have given up 122 points per possessions. Yep. The Hornets are giving up 116. Yep. And you got two good offenses. So that's probably like one of those, I, I called it last week a fire drill over, where you just have two <laughs> good offenses, two bad defenses, and it's a race to see to get that over. So I don't want it because of the number so high, 234 and a half. I just yeah. if it gets above 230, I'm I, I want to stay away from those. Mm-hmm. I, I found that like 230 is the line this season where if you're in that range, it just gets weird. It could very well go under because it's hard to get to that number in this mm-hmm. season like last year it wasn't you could get the 230 easy easy yeah but this season if it's over 230 it's i've seen some crazy ones and if you if you hit the under you're like oh that was easy why was that line so high but then like i bet the under on crazy high totals and then it just like sailed over by 15 points so uh yeah. i will stay away from that one but i applaud uh, your bravery in the face of a 234 and a half I mean, I'm, I'm still deciding I, I gotta do my research but that's that's one that st- stands out to me All especially right. during this time of the year where you have like pretty much offenses are rolling. So programming note, you can check out Raheem's model breakdown for Wednesday slate on the action network app and follow his picks. You can catch heat check, which is our bet MGM sponsored show uh, live at 6 PM Eastern on the action network HQ Twitter handle. We will also do the Thursday workshop tomorrow night at seven Eastern on the YouTube channel for action network So go to go to YouTube, search for action network, hit that subscribe, smash the like button, get notifications. And you can catch the best bets from Raheem and Joe Dallara tomorrow night. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Really appreciate it. Good luck with the bets. We'll see you guys again tomorrow with another edition of Buckets. Thanks for joining us. 